Welcome to the Females on Fire podcast, where I hope that you'll gain both the tools you need to grow your business and the motivation you need to create your dream life. I'm Haley Luckadoo, motivational speaker, serial entrepreneur, huge lover of Dr. Pepper, and of course, the host who will be introducing you to the phenomenal women sharing their stories and expertise to inspire you, help you succeed, and set your soul on fire. Hi, ladies, and welcome back. Before we dive into a new episode, I want to quickly tell you about my partnership with HoneyBook. HoneyBook is an easy-to-use client management platform where you can manage contracts, invoices, and workflows, track your time, create automated processes, and even create a customized portal for your clients to access. It's got everything, and I've partnered up with them to bring you an incredible offer. Just use the code HaleyLuckadoo or click the link in the description to get 50% off your first year subscription. I love using HoneyBook for my business, but I love to save money even more. So if you need a client management software or have considered making the switch to HoneyBook, now is the time. Again, just use the code HaleyLuckadoo or click the link and save yourself $200 while simplifying your life. I promise you will not regret it. Ladies, Females on Fire is officially a whole year old. I cannot believe that I have been doing this podcast for an entire year, but I have, and I am so excited. I'm ready to celebrate. And so in honor of that, in honor of us recently celebrating the one-year birthday of Females on Fire, I wanted to do a really special episode of just me going solo telling you the five things that I have learned in one year of podcasting. So these are five things that you should absolutely take note of if you're going to start a podcast or if you just started a podcast, but I feel like pretty much all five of these could also be applied to your business. So if you don't run a podcast, you have no interest in doing so. I still think these five tips are really recommended for implementing in your business. And I'll kind of talk about that as I go along too. But these are the five lessons that I've really learned, some the hard way, um, in this one year that we've been building Females on Fire. And if you've ever heard me talk about Females on Fire or you've listened to that first episode and you've been with us since the beginning, then you know that Females on Fire started as a passion project for me. It was something that I really didn't set out to do necessarily. I didn't know what this would look like and I didn't really have a plan, but I knew that being an entrepreneur can be so lonely sometimes. And I just wanted a way to connect with other women and sit down with them for an hour a week and get their expertise, their insight, their advice on these things in business and in life that they really are good at and be able to give you that same advice and expertise as well. And so that's how the Females on Fire podcast was born. And in the last year, it really has become so much more than a podcast to me. Like I said, it's very much a passion project, 
but it has really become a community. And I love getting to hear from you guys on Facebook and Instagram and in the Facebook group about how much you're loving the show, who you'd like to see, you know, going forward, topics you'd like us to cover, and the episodes that have really made an impact on your business or your life. So for those of you that have been listening for a long time, or even if you've only listened to one episode, and especially those of you that have given us shout outs or reached out or shared it with your friends and colleagues, I just want to say thank you so, so much. Like I said, I cannot believe that this is something I've been doing for a year and it could not have been done without you guys. So thank you to all of you ladies that tune in at all. And especially if you tune in every single week, and I hope that you will continue to do that going into this second year. So diving right in, like I said, these are the five lessons that I have learned in one year of podcasting. And I really do believe that they can be applied to your business as well. So number one is it's okay to learn as you go. And I know that sounds painfully obvious, but I feel like it's something we all know deep down and we don't listen to very often. So whether it's starting a podcast, starting a business, offering a new service in your business, pretty much doing anything in life, it is okay to learn as you go. And I feel like that's something that hits us really hard. You know, we tell our friends like to start things, we cheer them on, we want to see them succeed. But when it comes to starting something on our own, whether it's your first business or your 10th, or a new podcast, or a new service, or whatever you're doing, we tend to feel like we have to be an expert before we can jump in to that thing. So I by no means was an expert in podcasting when I first started the Females on Fire podcast. I'm still not an expert. I learn something new with every single interview, with every single recording, every time I have to sit down and edit, there's always something new and different to learn. And it's going to be that way with anything that you do for the rest of your life. If you're willing to sit down and learn and you're open-minded to those new lessons that can come into your life, then you're constantly going to be educating yourself on new things. So you've got to go into things with the mindset that you're going to learn lessons. You don't need to be an expert right off the bat. You're probably not going to be an expert for a while and that's okay. And I feel like with this social media society that we really live in, we condemn ourselves to not being willing to start things until we feel like we're good enough to start it. But let me tell you, sis, you are good enough right now, right here, right where you're at today with the knowledge that you currently have. And the knowledge that you need that you don't have, you will learn. You will either learn it through your own research or you will learn it the hard way. And both of those are okay. I have learned so many lessons through podcasting. I have learned so much about interviews, guest collaboration, editing, and it's the same thing with my businesses. I started out as a wedding planner. I knew nothing about planning weddings. I just knew that it was something I felt like I could be good at and I needed to make money and my friends were getting married and it was something I enjoyed. And I learned the rest as I went. I learned how to run a business. I learned how to market myself. Whatever business you have or whatever business idea you have that you want to get started on, 
you do not know all of the things that you need to know yet. And yet is the word that you need to focus on because I promise you, if you dive in, if you trust yourself enough to learn those lessons, if you're open-minded enough to really take in all of the education that you have from every source that you can, then you will learn all of the things that you need to know. And in a couple of years, or maybe even just a couple of months, you will know the things that you need to know. Looking back, I've been in business for about six years now uh, as an entrepreneur and looking back at the things that I know now that I didn't know six years ago, it's crazy. It's insane. I, I never thought I would be where I currently am. And that's the fun part of being in business for yourself, of being an entrepreneur, of doing anything new is that you're not really sure what it's going to look like a year from now, two years from now, 10 years from now. And that's a good thing. The spontaneity of it, the curiosity of it is part of the fun. And you can plan all you want. You can sit down and research your heart out, but you're never going to feel fully ready. And when you do start it, it's never going to turn out exactly like you planned. So it's worth noting that it's truly okay to learn as you go. And that's not something that you really need to be hard on yourself about. Treat yourself the way you would treat your best friend who wanted to start something new. If your friend came to you and she was like, I want to start this business, but I know nothing about it. I don't have the degree. I don't have the experience. You would tell her that that was okay. You would help her with getting started. You would tell her what to research if you could. You would be there to cheer her on and support her in learning these new lessons and diving into this new endeavor. So treat yourself the way you would treat that best friend because you deserve it. And if you start a business, start a podcast, start a new service, do anything new, I promise you the learning is part of the thrill. And doing all of that research in the beginning and learning all these new lessons, it may be hard. It may feel overwhelming sometimes, but it's going to be so worth it in the end. You're going to be so happy that you just started instead of sitting around waiting on the perfect time because there's never a perfect time to get started. So that is my number one lesson to you is that it is okay to learn as you go and you're going to keep growing. You're going to keep learning. You're going to learn all these new lessons along the way. And you're just going to be so happy that you started. All right. Lesson number two, you want a community, not an audience. This one definitely applies to business. So when I started growing the podcast and I started really focusing in on who our audience was, who I wanted to listen, who are those people that I wanted to have tune in every week, I realized most of those people are already people that I'm friends with. They're already people that were following me on social media. And so I created a Facebook group. We got some people in the Facebook group and I realized those are the best people to tell me who should come on the show. Those are the best people to tell me what topics they want to see us cover. They're my ideal listener. They're the people that I want tuning in every single week. And so they are the best people to tell me what it is that they want to hear, what's going to make them keep tuning in going forward. And that makes this a community. I am not a podcaster putting myself on as a show for people to tune in and listen. I'm somebody who's asking 
you guys what you want to hear every single week so that we can bring you the right guests, the right topics, the right advice that you need in your business or in your life right now in this season. And that makes this a community. And I love that. And so I instantly set out as soon as I realized that probably a month into podcasting, I set out to build a community. I didn't need another audience. I didn't need more followers. I wanted a community of women who showed up every week to tune into this show that would unite us all somehow and learn new things, hear from women who are doing extraordinary things in the world, in their business, and take those pieces of advice and expertise that they're bringing and apply them to our own businesses and our own lives. And you know, lift each other up in the Facebook group and on social media and share it with our friends and our colleagues. And that's what I wanted. And that's what I feel like I've built. And it may be a small community, but it is a, an amazing community and I love it. And that is what you should consider if you're, especially if you're starting a podcast, but in your business too, we get on social media and we're so worried about how many Instagram followers we have, how many Facebook page likes, who's reading our content, who's buying our stuff, who's downloading our freebies. But are you building an audience or are you building a community? Because if you are getting on Instagram and you are writing captions that don't make it sound like you're right down there in the trenches with the person reading the caption, they're probably not really going to want anything to do with you. Because I know when I read things on Facebook, on Instagram, when I listen to people talk, I want to hear from people who have been where I'm at. They've gotten through it. They know what it feels like and they can come back down in that trench and help me get out. That's the people that I want to hear from. And that's the kind of person that you need to be to your followers, to your listeners, to your customers. You need to be the person that can reach down and say, I have been here. I understand. I have experienced this. And here's how I got out. Here's how I grew out of it. Here's how I learned the new things that I needed to learn. Let me help you. And if you will be that person to your customers, to your followers, then you're also going to grow a community instead of an audience. And let me tell you, a community is so much more powerful, so much more powerful because a community is the type of people who will have your back when you need it. A community is the type of people who will share the new things that you're doing. An audience member will look at what you're doing and they'll say, I either want to buy into that or I don't. I either want to download this new freebie or I don't. I either want to tune into this new podcast or check out this new endeavor that they're doing, or I don't. But a community member is not only going to get right there with you, be super involved, asking how they can help, but they're going to share that with every single person they know. They're going to bring new people into the community. An audience member tunes in and tunes back out when they're ready to. A community member brings new people into that community every single day. And that's what you want to build. You want referrals. You want people telling other people about you, whether it's a business or a podcast or anything else in your life. You want other people to share what you are building, what you are creating, what you are doing. That's why we do it, right? Even if you don't want to be rich and famous and have everybody know your name, you're building a business for a reason. You want 
some sort of social media growth. You want some sort of extra revenue. You want to grow to some degree. You want to scale to some degree. And so in order to do that, you've got to have people who are supporting you, who are sharing about you, who are telling their friends and having your back and bringing new people in as referrals to the things that you are doing. And that's a community and that's what you need to build. And I cannot stress that enough. I, I truly believe that community is one of the most powerful tools that we have in our toolbox. It's a resource that is completely underappreciated and probably the best thing you can have on your side. And so if you're working on building a social media following, if you're working on building clientele or a customer base, Focus more on how you can build a community of people that can stand together, be united, have your back, get excited for the new things that you're doing and that you can support too. Because when we're supporting each other, it's so much more beneficial than when we're just trying to grow on our own. And that's the thing I've loved the most about the Females on Fire podcast is it's constantly been bringing in guests who not only are providing expertise to my audience, but I'm able to look at them and say, okay, how can I help you? How can I grow your business? What new thing do you have that I can share with this community that I've built so that we can benefit each other, so that we can help each other grow? And I love this community, this almost sisterhood that we've built with each and every one of these guests and each and every one of these listeners. And that's the thing I am most excited about that we've grown with the Females on Fire podcast. It's the thing I'm most excited about moving forward with the podcast. And so that's the number two thing I think you should absolutely focus on no matter what you're doing is just building a community, not an audience, because it is so much more powerful. All right, on to number three. Now, this one I feel like applies a little more to podcasting than it does to just everyday business, but I am going to tell you how I feel like it applies to business too, so that if you're not interested in podcasting, you're definitely still getting something out of it. So number three of lessons I've learned one in one year of podcasting is that not every guest is a good fit. And this is one of those lessons that I've kind of had to learn the hard way, but that's okay. And what I mean by not a good fit, because I do feel like you can learn something from anyone. And that's what I love about things like this is you can bring people on. And even if it's not exactly what you were hoping to learn, you can definitely learn something from listening to just about anybody. But as far as running a podcast goes, if you are running a podcast, if you're starting a podcast, if you're doing any kind of guest collaboration or interviews, it's okay to say no. It's okay to tell people that they're maybe not the best fit. It doesn't mean you can't learn something from them. It doesn't mean that the information that they have and the knowledge that they're willing to share isn't valuable because it is. But you've got to consider what the root cause of your podcast is. What is the reason you started it? What are you trying to share with your community and your listeners? What do you want people to get out of it? And if the knowledge that they are willing to share, if the things that that guest can bring to your show is not in line with that mission, it is okay to say no. From day one of starting my podcast, I have gotten so many 
pitches in my email inbox. I get pitches constantly, probably at least one a day, if not more. And it's been like that for a year. And 90% of them, I have to say it's not a good fit. And it's not a good fit for a number of reasons. But one of the things that I have seen the most is where people have pitched to be on my show and their whole pitch is mostly about this product that they have, this book that they've written, you know, yada, 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 all these things that they've done. And to me, that's instantly a red flag because I want people who want to be on the show to share their expertise. I want people who are excited to empower this community of women that I have around me to do more, to do better, to learn something new that they may not have known before. What I don't want, and I give every guest an opportunity to pitch something about themselves at the end. So if you guys have listened to the ends of our episode, you know we have the really fun little lightning round so you can learn fun things about our guests. You can get you know, recommendations of one thing they recommend to everybody. You can get new ideas for your morning routine, you know, all of those things. And then I let them tell you where to find them on their website, on social media. You know, if they've got a freebie or a product or something like that, that I know is valuable to you guys, I give them an opportunity to pitch that to you. We put free bonuses and free resources that they have in the show notes for you guys to access. But what I don't want is a guest who will come on the show and spend, you know, 20 to 40 minutes with me just talking about their book or just talking about their product or just talking about their coaching and constantly pitching you guys without really giving you any value or any insight that you can take from the episode and implement into your own business or your own life. And so those pitches are the ones that instantly go into the trash can. It's automatically a reply, no, I'm sorry, I don't think you're a good fit. And you don't necessarily have to always tell them why, but most of the time I do say I'm trying to provide a very specific type of value to my listeners, and I just don't think this is quite the best fit, but I do wish you all of the best. And here's how I think this can apply to business as well. And we've all heard it before. Not every client is your client. Not every customer is a good fit. You have got to look for the people that you genuinely want to work with, that are genuinely going to bring you referrals, that are genuinely going to be a good fit for you to work with. And whether that's the type of service they're requesting or their personality type and just making sure that you work well together, you've got to focus on your ideal client. You've got to focus on that perfect customer that you're looking for because they are out there. And if you will focus in on them, you will find them. If you don't focus in on them, you will find a whole lot of people who are taking their spot so that you don't have time for the right person when they come along. And it's, it's the same thing with guests on podcasts, but it definitely applies to clients and customers in your business. So 100%, I think it's so important to remember that not every person, whether it's a guest or a client, is a good fit for you, for your business, for your podcast, for whatever you're doing. So that's my number three lesson. That's something I've definitely had to learn the hard way over the years. 
And it's funny that I had to learn it that way because as a wedding planner, I knew don't work with people who aren't a good fit for you, you know, turn them down nicely, move on, find the right people. And when I started a podcast, it's like all of that knowledge went out the window and (laughs) I wanted to say yes to everybody. And sometimes that meant doing a recording, realizing what I had done and having to tell them that it wasn't going to air and it just wasn't going to work out and that's okay. But learn this lesson right now so you don't have to learn it the hard way. Not every person is a good fit. Not every client is a good fit. Not every guest is a good fit. That's okay. Be willing to say no when it comes to your business, when it comes to your life, when it comes to things that are going to affect you because it is 100% okay to say no. Number four, I like this one because I feel like it's not quite as obvious, but let me explain. So number four is plan, but don't over plan. And I am a hundred percent a type A kind of person. I'm very hands-on. I like to be super involved in anything that I'm doing. I usually have a very particular way that I want to do it. I'm type one on the Enneagram in case any of you were wondering and I'm a planner. I'm, I was a wedding planner. I've always been super organized. I don't go anywhere without my paper planner. I love to plan things. And so for me, this was sort of a hard lesson to learn because I wanted to plan out every single aspect of every single show. Let me tell you why that is a bad thing. You need to plan things out, whether it's starting a new business, whether it's an episode on a podcast, whether it's dinner that you're making on Thursday. You need to plan things out. You need to have some kind of order to your life. You especially need to have some kind of order in your business. You need to be organized and you need to be prepared. But if you over plan things, they are never going to go the way that you want them to go. And with podcasting especially, I found that anytime I over planned, and what I mean by over planning is I came up with these exact 10 questions that I was going to ask my guest. And no matter what they said, I was going to make sure that we asked those 10 questions and didn't get off topic. That's how I went into the podcast ready to interview people. That's a horrible strategy because some of our best episodes, the episodes that you guys have loved the most, are the episodes where our guests went a little off track, we went a little bit off the books, and I ran with it, and we had an amazing conversation that you guys got so much out of. And so learning this lesson made me take a step back and say, okay, why am I bringing these women on the show? Because I think they're experts in something. So if they're the expert in the topic that we're talking about, Shouldn't I take a step back and allow them to lead the conversation? It doesn't mean that I'm not prepared. It doesn't mean that I don't bring questions to ask that you guys are wondering, that I'm wondering, that I know you guys will benefit from. I do. I plan out tons of questions. But if we don't get to every question, that's okay. If they go a little off topic because they feel like it's super relevant and it's something you guys need to hear, that's wonderful. And so those are the things that you've got to plan, you've got to be prepared, and it's the same thing in your business. 
You've got to plan things out. You've got to have a marketing strategy. You've got to have an advertising strategy. You've got to know how you want to grow your social media. You've got to plan out your Instagram posts in advance. You've got to do all of these things. But if you over plan anything, number one, you are not going to get the results that you want because it's never going to live up to your expectations. Something is always going to be different or go wrong, and you're not going to know how to adjust because you weren't along for the ride. You weren't prepared to have to adjust. You were just prepared for the thing that you were trying to do. And number two, you're not going to be able to provide the value or learn the lesson that you need to learn. So Maybe it's a lesson you need to learn so that you can adjust things in your business. Maybe you're trying to provide value to a community, to listeners, to clients, to customers. And if you're not willing to pivot just a little bit, then you're never going to be able to provide that value. Your guest or the person that you've brought in to collaborate, the expert, whoever it is, they're not going to be able to provide the value that you brought them in to provide. So you've got to be willing to pivot, which those of you that know me well, you follow me on social media, you know I'm a huge, huge Friends fan, the TV show Friends. And so every time I hear this, we've actually had guests talk about pivoting on the show before, and I always want to yell out something about Friends, because if you've ever watched Friends and you know that show where Ross is trying to get the couch up the stairs and he's just yelling pivot over and over and over again. And that right here is the life lesson that you need to learn. You've got to be willing to pivot, plan out your stuff, plan out your life, plan out the things in your business, but don't over plan because you're putting yourself into a box that you're not going to be able to get out of later. And if you're putting yourself in a box, it is negatively affecting the customers, the clients, the community, the listeners that you are trying so hard to serve. And if it's negatively affecting them and you're not serving them well, they're going to go somewhere else to find that value, to find that insight, to find that information. And you don't want that. You want to grow your community. You want to grow your business. We're all working so hard to get the results that we want. But sometimes the reason that you're not getting the results is because of you. It's because of the way that you're doing things. It's because of your inability to step back and say, okay, I need to do a reevaluation of this thing. I need to pivot. I need to adjust. And I need to make a couple of changes about me. Sometimes it's not your customers. Sometimes it's you. And that's an important thing to remember. That's an important thing to constantly be evaluating is whether you are actually serving your audience well and really providing value to that community or whether you're just doing things the way you've always done them because that's the way you like to do them. So plan, but don't over plan. Last one. So this is number five. This is my last life lesson that I'm going to give you that I have learned in the last year of podcasting. And let me tell you, I could spend all day long on this one, but I'm not going to. I'm just going to give you a little bit of information about it because I feel like I really could go on all day and I don't want to take up too much time on it because it should be something that's a little bit obvious, but that none of us really work that hard on. Number five, be consistent. And I know I just said we don't work that hard on it and all of you are probably gasping and saying, Haley, I work so hard to be consistent, but do you really 
because I know I constantly feel like I am working my booty off to be as consistent as possible. But most of the time when I feel that way, if I go look at my Instagram, I haven't posted in a week. Or if I go look at something else in my business, I haven't put any effort into it in two weeks. And so my question to you is, you feel like you're being consistent, but are you being consistent on the things that actually matter? So where are you spending your time? Where are you putting your effort? Because if it's not into the things that are actually going to move the needle forward, that are actually going to take you to the next level in your business or to where you want to be, then you're not being consistent on the things that matter. There are a lot of times in my business journey, in my life, where I felt like I was being very, very consistent with something in my business. And when I actually took a step back and tried to be objective and tried to evaluate where I was spending my time, I found out that I was being very consistent in the amount of Netflix that I was watching. And that might be you. And maybe you're working really hard. You are being consistent, but maybe it's just taking a step back and saying, okay, is this thing that I'm putting so much effort into actually working? Is it worth it? Is it worth the time that I'm putting into it? Because if it's not, it's time to move on to something else. And so maybe, you know, you're on Instagram because that's where everybody's at. Everybody keeps telling you that's where your client is. And you are spending all day long engaging with other people, finding the right hashtags, posting to stories and your feed and IGTV, and you are getting so burnt out and you're not seeing any return at all from it. Well, maybe that's because Instagram is not the right platform for you and that is okay. I know it's the hot thing. I know everybody's on it, but maybe you'll get better results from Facebook or Pinterest or, you know, in-person networking. Maybe try a couple other things and that's okay. It doesn't mean you abandon Instagram completely, but stop putting all of your eggs in one basket. Work on the things that are actually moving the needle to get you to those dreams that you want to achieve and get you where you want to go. Be consistent. And with my podcast, that has meant, and I've done this from the very beginning, putting out episodes on the same day every week. When we first started Females on Fire, I was doing this every other week because I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know how long it would take me to edit things. I had no clue as to what to do. And I didn't want to burden myself with something that was supposed to be fun, with something that was supposed to be a passion project that I really wanted to keep up because it really weighed on my heart. So I started out every other week. But those episodes still came out every other Tuesday. They were still always between 20 and 45 minutes and always had a wonderful guest who is a woman in business who knows what she's talking about. And they kind of went through the same format with every episode. And about November of last year, 2018, is when I realized I could actually do this every week and provide more value and talk to more women and enjoy this even more. So I did, but I never got rid of that consistency. Every time they came out, they came out on Tuesdays. Every time a new episode dropped, it's the same format. We have that same lightning round at the end of every episode. I have show notes available for every episode that work in the same format. And it's not just because those are the way I started doing it and I've kept it that way. It's because those are the ways that I know are working. 
Those are the ways I know I am providing the best possible value with this show. And so those are the things that I've stayed consistent on. And I'm constantly reevaluating that to make sure that it's still working. It's the same thing with your social media. It's the same thing with your client workflows. It's the same way with the way you're, that you're onboarding new customers. Everything that you do in your business and everything that you do in your life, you need to be consistent. Consistency is the thing that moves the needle. Consistency is the thing that actually bumps you up a level and starts getting you where you want to go. And like I said, I could spend all day talking about consistency, telling you where the pain points are, what you're probably doing wrong, how to fix it, because I have been there a million and one times and I still struggle with it even today. But I am not going to spend that much time on it. I'm just going to tell you to go reevaluate your systems, reevaluate your workflows, reevaluate the things that you're spending the most time on and ask yourself if they're really working for you, if they're really working for your community, and if it's really providing the value that you want to provide, or if you're just working on it because it's the easy thing to do or it's what everybody else is doing. Just ask yourself those questions, reevaluate everything, and start putting your time, putting your effort into the things that are actually moving the needle for you and being consistent with those. So those are my five life lessons that I have learned in one year of podcasting. Like I said, I think they absolutely apply to business. I think they absolutely apply to your life, to anything and everything that you are doing. And I hope that you got something out of at least one of them. I hope that they motivated you to really go and take a look at your business, take a look at your time, take a look at your life, to the people that you're influencing and really start making those shifts, making those changes, you know, pivoting and making adjustments where you need to, to really start getting yourself where you want to go, providing more value to your community and really feeling like you've started off on the right foot. And whether you're just starting something or you've been in business or running a podcast or whatever for five years, 10 years, however long, I really think that reevaluating these five things over and over and over again is how you really get a new start. It's how you really start off on the right foot because there's never, it's never too late to start providing value. It's never too late to reinvent yourself. It's never too late to rebrand. It's never too late to really start becoming the person you want to be, growing the business you want to grow, and reaching for the things that you want to achieve. So I hope you learned something. I hope it motivated you. And I hope that you will hop over to Instagram and Facebook, and especially in the Facebook group, and celebrate one year of podcasting with me because I am so excited about it. I'm so thankful to you guys. Like I said earlier, for just tuning in, for sharing about it with your friends, for all the shout outs on social media. I'm beyond grateful because none of this would be anything without you guys. So thank you so much. If you've been tuning in from the very beginning, especially if you've done shout outs, if you've sent me messages to tell me how much you loved an episode, all of that means the world. I read every review. I read every message. I try to repost every shout out because you guys are the real MVPs. You guys are the people that keep this show running and keep making me want to do it. And for that, I am so incredibly grateful. 
I have so much gratitude toward this community and toward this show for everything it's brought into my life. And so I hope that it's brought um, some excellent value, some excellent insight into your life as well and helped really benefit your business. And so I hope that you will keep tuning in as we go into our second year of Females on Fire. See you next time, guys. Well, ladies, that's it for this time. But don't forget to head over to the show notes to grab special bonus content from our guests. I'd love if you could show your support for the show. So if you have just a minute, leave a five-star review about how much you love this podcast. Then head over to femalesonfirepodcast.com and grab your Females on Fire apparel. Get a t-shirt, hat, and more because it all goes to fund the podcast. And don't forget to show off your new swag to all your friends on social media and tag me at Females on Fire and at Haley Luckadoo. I'll be back next week with another great show for you. But until then, keep reaching for those dreams that set your soul on fire.